This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. I did not think you was going to rock up there, sir. Oh, my goodness. Mate, I've had absolute mare today. Absolute mare. So many things that have gone wrong, just put me in a flap, stressed me out. All sorts. I'm tired. I need a shower. I'm grumpy. I ache. But, but, it's Monday night. And everyone here knows what that means. It means this. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Sai, a Radio Techers production. And isn't it wonderful and glorious being part of Radio Techers? Fantastic content for everyone. Give it a like, a follow, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, I am the tired, worn out, stressed out, in a flap Sai. But joining me as always, hopefully to tolerate my flappy stressed out mood is the mega power to my in need of a shower the red and yellow to my quite a tired fellow a podcaster who always has lust in his eyes uh-huh. the podfather himself <laughs> mr mags how are we doing my friend i didn't realize uh, that macho man had a gloucester accent then <laughs> sounded like he was going to say my lover at the end of it <laughs> I'm I'm actually just recovering from a minor heart attack when uh, Mm -hmm. somebody in this stream rocked up late and had me panicking. But yeah, other than that, I'm doing okay. Do you know what, mate? Obviously, last week I I got on like a 45 second spare, didn't I? This week I actually had more time. (laughs) And it was more late. Yeah, everything was done. (laughs) Everything was ready to go. And I went downstairs to grab my drink and that and just sort of get myself ready and so on. Started talking to the missus for a minute. Went upstairs, went to the toilet. And, I, and I, the, the Sharon shakes upstairs, so it's nine o'clock. And I was like, oh, streif. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologise, Mr. Mag, so I apologise. It's absolutely fine. And she confirms that she had to shout at you to, to hurry up. Yes. And, and Charlie says that 
that she heard it. So. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Yes, indeed. Oh, mate, I have had a mare today. An yes, absolute mare. Um, you, you've lost your phone. I, I did. know about that bit. Yeah, I lost my My phone went travelling, mate. My phone went on a little adventure. Um, you left it on a bus, didn't you? Yeah, basically. I got the bus <laughs> to work. <laughs> I got the bus to work and uh, got off the bus, stood there waiting to get handed the keys that we get for, for going off and doing our different sections of what, what we're doing. Like, And I suddenly went, oh, oh, Street, where's my phone? So, of course, I'm looking around. Like, did I put it on the table next to me? And I couldn't find it nowhere. Of course, then I'm, I'm fretting then. I, I'm, I'm, I'm panicking. I'm, um, I'm, I'm stressed out, you know. And I then twig, okay, it's not on me. So I'm retracing my steps. I'm walking back to the bus stop and back. Bus stop and back. I don't know why I need to do it so many times, but I'm panicking. Um, eventually, I, I decide, okay, it's nowhere here. It must be on the bus. So I'm thinking that's gone. That's just that's disappeared, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm stressing then because that's got my stagecoach app on there. So that's my bus ticket home. I can't get home. I've got no cash on me. Um, all the money I've got is in the bank, but I can't access that without the app that's also on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, my bank card is inside my phone case. Um, all the stuff that i've done with regards to tonight's show is on my phone mm-hmm. <laughs> so i had to ring the wife from a colleague's phone and say get hold of mags and tell him that I- i've lost everything i've not got access to twitter I've, not got- I've lost everything yeah literally everything <laughs> i've not got access to twitter i've not got access to um the non-wrestling topic because i screenshot all the responses and so on and i'm thinking i can't do nothing about it because i don't get home until eight o'clock and of course we start at nine you know uh, thankfully, the bus went all the way to Cheltenham, which yeah, it's a good few miles away from where I work. And the lad who works with me suggested waiting for it to come back because it's such a it only runs once every hour, so it's like the same bus will come back through. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily, I, I sort of waited on on the side of the road for the bus to come back. Um, jumped on, had a quick look, and it was wedged on the side of the seat. Oh, yummy <laughs> bastard! Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> Sharon, you're Sharon saying um, he wasn't as calm as he sounds now. No, I was not. I rang Sharon off my colleague's phone and was a bit like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I've oh. lost everything as he rips his shirt off in the rain. It's funny no! you mentioned ripping my shirt off. It's funny you mentioned ripping my shirt off. It's kind of designed for that, isn't it? If you have a look. It's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, of course, I go for that. I'm at work and I'm still, you know, still wound up and fretting a little bit about all that. Uh, and then uh, work finishes, get get home. Well, go go to the shop as I normally do. They didn't have my usual energy drink mags for my recording, so I'm thinking straight away everything's going wrong. I got on stuck with Tesco Blue Spark. If anyone can make that, right? so fifty five p goodness there. So I, I fear change, Magsy, as you know. I fear change, so I'm stressing now. I'm in a bit of a flap because I've not got my normal energy drink with me, so my head's all over the place. But now you're on the show, you can relax, we can have a chat, you can you can wind down and we can discuss when Hogan saves the world. <laughs> From the evil macho man, Randy <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But it, it goes to show, though, just how much of our life are in these bad boys. Just mm. if we lose our phones, we've lost just pretty much all of our 
all of our social media, we've lost all of our um, details. It's just shocking how much how much uh, information we we put into one little last like, slab of of technology. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, obviously, you and I, Mags, are both a little bit older than some of the spring chickens in our in our chat, aren't they? And we can remember when phones were literally just that, just a phone, and it was a case of. You know, I remember having a BT Soundnet phone, and you could only have uh, is even nine or ten contacts on it, so the memory wasn't big enough for any more. So if you made like an eleventh friend, you, you, you're you're kind of screwed, really. You know, so. <laughs> but, um, the the first ever phone that I bought, it was like say that big, which yeah. is like a brick, and then you had an aerial that you had to pull out, which made yeah. it twice the size. It had a a, a, a black and white screen. Um, there were there were no games, there were no internet, and it was literally just for making phone calls and the odd the odd message. Uh, but yeah, technology's come on so quick. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, of course, I'm stressing as well. I can't get home, um, and then of course I can't I can't ring the wife after I leave work to sort something out because you know I'm, I've got no phone to ring her on. And oh, mate, just my my head was all over the place. I mean, you know? this this actually links into a, an earlier episode of Chain Wrestling. I mean, you could invent a phone that is linked to the wall so you always know where it is ah see yeah that's true see, you, you joke about this and you take the piss out of me right <laughs> but the fact is it's not actually the phone that we were on about it was my laptop that i've linked to the wall so my laptop is almost like a stable computer when i'm recording and that, and to be honest if you suggested that's a good idea because the signal will be stronger through a cable mm-hmm. so that yeah. is true but i'm just <laughs> saying just extrapolate that idea onto your phone and you'll never yeah. lose it yeah, Sharon's. Or, uh, or as Sharon says in the chat, use the phone grip that she has has provided with the chain wrestling mm. uh, logos on, and and she's right. I am not representing the brand, but that's because I've recently got a new phone. I will uh, put the uh, the pop socket on my phone. I promise. And the case that Sharon bought me to put the pop socket on, I've lost. So. <laughs> I can- <laughs> Brilliant. Whoopsie. Um, actually, very quickly, little little sort of side note, little detour, I suppose. Uh, Sharon, I, I know you're listening. You're in the chat, my love. Um, in the back room of our house, next to my computer, there's a little white notepad in the corner, probably by a set Can of you bring up my notes? Could you bring that up for me, please? Because that's my notes Jesus. for today's show. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> Max, how's your weight been, my friend? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really good. Business. Uh, we did a, a double um, a double header football uh, for for radio techers, and then yeah, so MMA UFC was back with our UFC uh, two sixty six, which is a, uh, a big event. So yeah, been uh, burning the candle at both ends. But yeah, this is my my chill down uh, coming yeah. on here watching you win a poll again uh, again yes. and and just chatting with everybody in 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 the comments and listening uh, uh reading the 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 replies we've had on twitter yeah it's a, a good time come and say hello no are you sure you don't want to say hello my love yeah come say hello S- say hello Sharon. <laughs> promote oh, your book there we go. promote your book on the street thank you Shah. thank you very very much um yeah so 
<laughs> oh, what a plonker I am, mate. What a plonker. I'm all over the place. I mean, they're just such a flap. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, well, Sharon said something a little bit stronger than plonker in the chat. Um, she's called you, uh, not a nice name, uh, but fair's fair. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Because that's, that's, that's true. That's true. Even when I thought I had more time, I didn't. My All my own fault. It will be different next week, my friend. I'll be here 10 uh, to 9, re- ready to go. Yeah, okay. We'll, so oh, we'll be okay. starting at 10 past 9. Guys. No, no, I promise. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> oh. So then, Magsy, shall we jump to Twitter and wherever else for all our uh, interactions from the wonderful people out there in well, it, it, in the chain wrestling universe, I guess, um, who have been interacting with us about our non-wrestling topic this week. Yes, let's do that. But uh, just before we get there, I'll just uh, I want to say thanks to everyone who's turned up in the chat. Uh, Sharon, uh, Charlie, Anya, uh, Dan Griffin, uh, Matt Willis. Uh, thank you for all uh, being here and, and, and joining in. Uh, and yeah, uh, enjoy the show and enjoy uh, chatting in between yourselves whilst uh, whilst we're talking a lot of old bollocks. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. Our non-wrestling topic this week was um, something that got quite a response, Max, didn't it? That's an uh, opening topic, reasons for being late, Dan Griffin says. Yeah, okay, just that I'm a knobhead, basically. That's my reason for being late. And the thing is, you ask my wife, you ask my kids, this isn't like me. I'm, I'm normally such a, a big thing for, you know, punctuality. I hate being a minute late. I'm always stressing mm-hmm. about leaving the house early and so on. So this ain't like me at all. I don't know what's going on. I reckon Magsy, you're that much of a professional. You've made me that relaxed that I'm just kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll rock up when I'm ready. <laughs> he'll have everything sorted. Yeah, he'll sort it all out. No problems there. Oh, dear. Yeah, our non-wrestling topic, it had, it had loads of a loads of response yet again, Maxi. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because our listeners and our viewers are absolutely fantastic. It shouldn't they surprise are. me. They, they, uh, I mean, we're just the frontmen. They're the yeah. stars of the show. We're the idiots that read out their their stuff. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And this I thought was was a great topic. It stemmed from a picture that popped up on, I don't know if it was on Facebook or Twitter or something like that, and it was an image of um, lots of discontinued chocolate bars and sweets. And it got a bit of a conversation going uh, online. So I thought, well, why don't we use that for this week's non-wrestling topic? And and that's exactly what it is. It's discontinued sweets, uh, foods, crisps, drinks, mm-hmm. alcoholic yes. beverages for those who are old enough. Um, We're looking at you, Dan. Yes, <laughs> uh, that we miss, or even you know, even that we don't miss. Some things are bloody disgusting, and we're glad to see the back of them. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> these these products that well some of them i, I remember f- from the listeners uh suggestions being a huge part of my childhood mags and mm-hmm. completely forgot that they even existed until one of our one of our friends out there bought them up you know we've had some great responses here i mean i mean, we'll start straight away shall we i mean we've got our buddy uh, messaging in all the way from the other side of the world um in australia mr mangle at mangle underscore chris Yes, here we go. He says he misses cakes. I'm pretty sure they still make those. Mm, yeah, me. <laughs> and, <laughs> and vanilla slices. I mean, yeah. maybe he misses them for a particular reason. Maybe he's a, mm. he's on a, a, a diet or maybe he's diabetic and he can't eat those things anymore. But 
if he needs cakes, I'm sure he can get them. And we 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 joke about him. Yeah, it may be. <laughs> I mean, is he on Twitter in prison? Who knows? With a bum phone. <laughs> That's why sneak him in, isn't it? <laughs> if he's from Australia, which I know is obviously a joke on him being a mangle, but how did he travel to Tesco to get cola with a twist of lemon? Well, he says here on the tweet that it's the best drink ever. Tesco's own brand with a hint of lemon. Um, if it's that good, perhaps he just regularly made that journey, stocked up. Yeah, like yeah. once every six Multi-packs, months. Just yeah. Empty suitcase. Just yeah. Take one back. <laughs> Illegally importing soft drinks <laughs> into Australia. That's I why he's in prison. <laughs> it could be. It could be. That's why he lost his spot on Neighbours. That's right, mate. That's right. Uh, Mr. Mango, if you're right there, if you're listening uh, to the audio version when it comes out later in the week or you're in the chat today, let us know uh, how prison life is, is treating you. Let us know you're okay. If there's anything we can send you. Um, cigarettes, I think, are quite popular currency inside, aren't they? <laughs> Never anything we can do to make you stay there a little bit easier. Maybe um, what's a cake with a file in it? Oh, yeah. That's why he that, misses cakes. That was on an episode of Blackadder, wasn't it? Was that was they sneak filing? Yeah, it was also from the Phoenix Darks where um, okay. um Max and no, sorry, Max and Paddy's road to nowhere where they, they get locked up and they expect a, a file in a cake from Brian Potter and it's just it's just a standard cake. Oh, see, I've never seen Max and Paddy. Or oh. Phoenix Lights. No. No, isn't it? Okay, so goodbye. Uh, not having that. Uh, so, sir, I'm now uh, auditioning for a new uh, co-host of, uh, <laughs> of chain wrestling. How dare you? How how can you have never watched? Phoenix I've never seen it. I just haven't. I, I know it's like the Phoenix Lights is the one with the you, bloke in the wheelchair. Yeah. You think you know a guy? Is that right? The one with the bloke in the wheelchair? Yeah, that's right. Brian yeah. Brian Chelsea Potter. Right. Okay, and he's. Um, is he in like a nightclub or a bar or something, doesn't he? Is that right? A working man's club. Right, okay. No, yeah. stop, we'll stop this conversation now because that's aggravating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. I'll check it out for you. That's right, your that, homework. That's, yeah, that's that, definitely... You've only got three seasons to watch and there's only six episodes in each season, so... Okay. Matt Willis has never seen it either. So, Matt, you will now Ooh. need a new guest for the volley because I'm not rocking up there now. Either. <laughs> I can't believe you, Southerners. How dare you? You're quite, quite salty tonight, mate, isn't you? You're quite, well, you? Well, know, I lost the ball up. again. I'm not happy about that. Yeah. And then I was incredibly unprofessional and late again. <laughs> you very was unprofessional. Yeah, I can't believe how late I was. I don't know what, that, I don't know what happened now. Jeremy looked at the time and thought, oh, I've got 10 minutes. And next thing I know, it was 9 o'clock. Flew by, mate. Flew by. Um, our good buddy Will Kitchen at the appliance 180 on Twitter. He put something up or sent us an image here of Tudor crisps. He says he couldn't wait for the ice cream van to turn up with these bad boys. Mate, I don't remember Tudor crisps. No, I don't remember. No. So I did a little dig in, I did a little research. Let me just scan through here on my phone to find the page. There it is. And it turns out that. They were they're, they're decades old, not not the crisps because they'd be mouldy and manky, wouldn't they? I suppose. But like the, the the brand, you know, it's not like <laughs> it's not they made once decades ago. Um, and they also have really unique flavors, Magsy. Let me just read a few of these flavors out to you. Here we have um, mint sauce flavor, uh, gallon flavor, gallon and pineapple is a separate flavor. Oh, I mean, sweet and sour, 
Mm. Uh, chocolate flavor. I'm not sure about that. Um, bed- chocolate oh. flavor crisps. Yeah. That's like what potato it says. crisps. Yeah. yeah. Let me just zoom in here. Hang on a second. If I can get it up in front of the camera for everyone to see. Can you make that out? I've got, uh, yeah, I can. Let's just put you on full. So there. Yeah, so that's, that's your chocolate that, crisps. That sounds revolting. You got, I don't know what that is, now, some little dude there. Now, Sausage, is I, it? I've, uh, yes, it's, I think it says spicy. I've, I've actually look, looked it up and I do remember the spring onion ones from the packaging. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember spring onion ones. Look at that. I don't to... particularly remember remember the brand. Can people make? Oh, I've gone. Where have I gone? There, there I go. Are. Can people make guide the spring onion flavor one there? That's what me and Magsy are talking mm-hmm. about there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the spring onion ones actually. Or am I thinking of a different spring onion? I don't know. Um, I mean, spring onion was a very popular flavor for a while. It's, it's well gone out of uh, popularity now. I used to love them, but you can't find them anywhere now, really. Hmm. Okay. Um, oh dear, what have I done? <laughs> I don't know. You you touch things. Oh, see, this is why I'm not allowed to do anything. <laughs> what have you done, sir? I don't know, mate. I didn't even mean to do that. <sighs> right, we're going to remove that and put it back to us too. There we go. Okay. <laughs> oh, I won't touch anything again. Don't worry. Um, the... Crisps that Will Kitchen sent us that were pickled onion flavour. And I responded saying about the Golden Wonder pickled onion crisps, the purple bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, mate, they're the business. They're the best crisps you can get there. Mm, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of pickled onion flavour. I don't mind pickled onion uh, Monster Bunch, but not standard pickled onion potato crisps. Well, you're wrong. Um... <laughs> Before we move on, Dan Griffin with his uh, cheeky little whippet. Uh, saying chocolate flavor Chris, I bet the air in the bag would piss Mags Rat off. <laughs> Listen, yes. we've been over this. It is air that is put into other products to to bulk them out. The air in the in the crisp, and actually, it's not even air; it's nitrogen. It's there to keep the crisp fresh. But the air around a product doesn't bother me. It's the air inside a product. Very specific with what irritates you. <laughs> it's weirdly, weirdly specific. You are very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Good Cop, Bad Cop Wrestling Podcast, a show everyone should be listening to if you are not mm-hmm. already. Uh, Scottish Danny in the chat. Evening. How you doing, Danny? Good to see Hello, you. Hello, sir. Um, he says, this is, sorry, at Good Bad Russell on Twitter. Uh, living in the US now, there's plenty he misses from the UK. Biggest one is steak and kidney pies. Just can't get them over there. Oh, that's a shame. That if the US, if Virginia uh, and the rest of the US don't get steak and kidney pies, you are missing out because they are they are banging. See, I always prefer chicken and mushroom pie. I like a chicken and mushroom pie. So, one of mm. each. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of each, a half and half pie. <laughs> Oh, uh, he also says here, Graham, um, that he arrows all those delicious air bubbles and chocolate. He misses those two. Yeah, and that that has got him a ban from future episodes of Chain Wrestling because he only did that to aggravate. Um, I'm not. I'm not taking this abuse from the from the viewers and listeners anymore. 
Arrows mm. and and Airy Chocolate and the like are banned. Hairy chocolate? Airy. Like, airy. In, full of hairy. Air. I mean, hairy, hairy chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> hairy chocolate should definitely be banned. Hairy chocolate, yeah. Oh, look at that bit of chocolate there covered in all that furs. Nom nom. Um, nom nom. Another <laughs> message here from <laughs> from Scottish Danny saying that he's currently recording Bang Bang podcast with our good yeah. buddy Andy, but we'll be watching this straight after. I thought we covered this last week. I thought we spoke about this last week when he was recording an episode of Bang Bang then too. What's yes. going on, fellas? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, when I'm booked for recording with uh, with our good friend Andy at Bang Bang, but I made sure it was for the Tuesday and not the Monday because priorities and he don't want to go to war with us. Oh, don't be fighting words. <laughs> My lover. <laughs> uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. Um, he says here that it worries him that 12 of those confectioners in the image that we had. Uh, he genuinely thought we're still in production. <laughs> that would be disappointing, wouldn't it? Going into a shop, wanting like a which a pack twelve? Of, yeah, Banjo so it means it means this one. Means... I suppose five, four, three, two, one. You could potentially think is still out there, can you? Because there's a lot of similar chocolate bars. Yeah, I've not seen them. Toffos uh, are probably still out there somewhere, uh, but timeouts are definitely still out there. I've seen them knocking about. Yeah. But the the rest are they're all long gone. Mm. I mean the Terry's the five centre I don't think are still there. The, you can get the the mint ones, I think. And, yeah. Uh, and like a strawberry one, but I don't think you can get the, the five centre one anymore. No, they were nice though, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rob continues. Um Starburst juicers are missed. I don't remember those. Nope, I don't. Um never really heard of them. I'm assuming they're just a Starburst with a little bit of a like tangy gel in the middle. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Boxing Hair by Vauxhall Brewery and Dancing Beer by Magic Rock, which are both no longer in production for uh, alcoholic beverages that he can't get. Here he goes with his laughable piss calls. <laughs> Some of the ale names and ale breweries and stuff are great, isn't they? Mm-hmm. They're just the there's, random funny names they have. There's a, a TikToker who I follow called One Minute Beer Reviews, and he, he's done about 500 episodes where he's had all different beers like, from all different breweries all over the world. Uh, so if you ever come into the, the, the 2020s and get a TikTok account, that's one person you should be following. TikTok, man. Bloody hell. I, it's not, I, I, I can't do that. I tried Snapchat <laughs> for a little while. I tried Snapchat for a little while because that was like really popular for a bit, wasn't it? I don't know if it still is. Um, I don't know if what Anya or Charlie or Liv or anyone's in the chat there, my daughters. Um, do you do, do kids still use Snapchat now? I think they do, don't they? But I've got, I can't be doing all that, you know, because apparently when you post something, it disappears after a while or something like that. What's the point then? I've no idea. Maybe so it gets rid of the evidence. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose we got dodgy conversations with people that you know don't want getting out or so on. Um, yeah, okay. Instagram as well. I struggle with Instagram. You know, I was awful. Yeah, Anya there. Oh my, oh my god, Dad was awful at Snapchat. Yes, Anya, you're right. I was absolutely shocking. Um, <laughs> I just gave up at the end. I couldn't be bothered. Mm-hmm. I miss MySpace. I've never had a Snapchat. Um, very uh, had a, a MySpace for a very short period of time. Um, I had, I had, or I've 
may still have an Instagram, but I don't think it's got any pictures on it. And I only got a TikTok to follow some of the the people that we we know in wrestling Twitter. So yeah, mm. I'm just a I'm just a Twitter guy. Yeah, I don't even have Facebook. I got Facebook. Um, Facebook used to be quite good for like uh, the football side of things when me and Sharon used to run a football club and stuff like that. Um, it's quite good, you know, sharing pics of the kids and keeping in contact with your family, I suppose, from that aspect. Twitter's the one, though. If I had to pick just one, I would stick with Twitter now, just for the wrestling mm-hmm. side of things, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, MySpace, that was great because when people clicked on your profile, it played music that you chose. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, and you could have a top seven. What friends? Best is, yeah. Yeah, but the arguments you used to have at school, weren't it? You know, oh, you know, why am I in your? I'm not in your top seven. Aren't we really good mates and all that? So oh, it's like, oh, it was worse when you when you remove someone from yeah. the top seven. Yeah, yeah, to swap in somebody else, like a new lash you've met or something. <laughs> God, the arguments, man, that was just grief. Uh, Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin twenty one on Twitter. Bring back Echo Bars. Um, I don't remember Echo Bars. I remember Echo Bars. This was yeah. before my um, my crazy um, hatred for airy chocolate. Um, the mint ones they were they were good. The, okay. the bottom is kind of like um, like aero, and the top was like a, almost like a uh, a solid kind of cream. But yeah, they they were nice. That does look nice. That that image you've got up there on the. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say certain things I obviously mean, for the benefit of the people who listen to the audio version. But that image <laughs> you, you've bought up there looks fantastic. It's oh man, that looks lush, it, doesn't it? It would annoy me though because they've bitten two bars rather than eaten one, then eaten another. What do you mean? That the image there it shows two bars that are, have look like they've been bitten. Right. Yeah. But that, why bite two of them? Why not just eat one? I mean, you wouldn't get a Twix and then just go, I'll eat half of the left Twix and then I'll eat see, half no. of the right Twix. Now, I'm going to disagree with you now, right? When I get a Twix sometimes, okay, I will eat I, I, what? If you say you're going to only eat half of one, then I'm, I'm going to leave the stream. No, no, listen, because there's a you, there's a reason. Oh, you it. eat the caramel off the top. No, 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 the other way around. I eat the biscuit off first. So I've got the caramel left, right? And then I get the other one and I eat the biscuit off that. So I've got the caramel left and I smush them together and I've got like two caramel bits. So the biscuit, because I don't like biscuit in my chocolate. If I want a biscuit, I'd have a, I'd have a fucking digestive. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't see the purpose of biscuit in chocolate. So I take the biscuit never tried out. That. Yeah. And the best thing is, well, you can roll it up and get it this big, mushy. Make, don't get wrong, you make a freaking mess, like, but you know, like a ball. Yeah, yeah a big ball of caramel and chocolate. Twix so how goons. do you get the, the caramel off? Do you do it with a knife or do you just eat the biscuit and it, hope it. it doesn't melt like in that. your fingers? Like, <laughs> like, like sweet corn. Yeah. <laughs> that, that bit's going to work really well on the podcast version yeah. when it comes out, like, innit? Yeah. Or a good thing is to have it in the fridge for a while and then you can literally just bite the thing off and the caramel stays intact. You're all animals. Well, if you in the chat like... agreeing with me, Oint. Exactly. <laughs> I, I feel, I mean, it must be me that's crazy. It really must be, because I'm the only one who sees error in that. You're going to get chocolate and caramel all over the place. It'll melt by the time you finish the biscuit. 
Let's put it in the fridge first. You got to prepare. You can't just you can't just decide <laughs> on. To prepare. Yeah, you can't just decide on a whim. I'm gonna have a Ooh, Twix and do this. That's reckless behaviour. <laughs> put it in the freezer for two hours. <laughs> oh dear. I mean, Sharon there, my wife, my good lady. She's also got fantastic taste. Says you must eat the biscuit first. Of course you must. No, the whole point is that you eat them as one. And then oh. this this comment from Sharon. I mean, I used to like Sharon. I'm I'm quickly quickly changing my mind. With a Mars bar, you eat the bottom bit first. The same with a Snickers. No, that's her, that's that's blasphemy. Yeah, see, I've done that before, but I wouldn't do that. A Twix, I would, but I wouldn't do that with a Mars on that now. Um, a Milky Way, Milky Bar, you know, the one that's white in the middle. Okay, Milky yeah. Way then. Yeah, yeah. I bite all the chocolate off, so I got the gooey white bit left. Then why not just buy some nugget? Because it's not the same, is it? It's not because the nuggets. It's not. It's not the same stuff. It's not. What are you laughing at? It's not the same stuff. <laughs> you just. I'm and, learning um, things I wish I didn't learn today. This was a bad topic, people. <laughs> this has and, triggered me. <laughs> and um, the Turkish delights, the fries, Turkish delights. I like to bite the chocolate off them and have like just the Turkish delights left. No, then bad. Just plain Turkish delight. Yeah, but I can't just pop down the shop and get plain Turkish delight. They don't. They, that don't. You got I mean, that, that. that's that's fair, but you know, still, used to be a, eat them, eat them like a normal human being. Well, no, I like my way. <laughs> e- even Dan, Dan, who agreed with the Twix, uh, the Twix uh, way of eating, does not agree with the Milky Way one. And I've I've got a I've got a I've got to say he's right for once. I mean, that hurts me saying that Dan Griffin is right. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he, especially topic. when he follows up with, "Oh, just don't buy Turkish delight because it's rank." See, just every time I side with him, he has to ruin it. See, it's not, it's not like every time. It's just like you know, sometimes I'll do that. <laughs> just most, yeah, ninety-five percent. Twix, I'll do it with most of the time. White Twix is the best. That's the best one. White Twix. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, <laughs> um, our good buddy. At Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, Scottish Danny. I don't know if he's still in the chat or if he's departed and left us he's, to. He's treated. Speak on Bang Bang podcast. There's six other nights of the week, fellas. Come on, think about Shocking. it. Eh? If you're in a wobble, it's selfish. Feel selfish to me. Mm. Um, he says Pepsi Twist. Uh, it was everywhere in 2002, and they even had Austin Powers do an advert for it. Um, so um, Pepsi Twist, uh, the, the image he's got here, he sent us is is a can of Pepsi with you know lemon twist, so just a bit of lemon. Twist. Like you can get the lime and coke and so on now, can't you? I suppose similar so sort of thing. M- maybe he wants to uh, have a chat with Chris Mangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that might be something that Chris is interested in. Potentially, I mean, I imagine you know being in prison for smuggling, Chris will be interested in anything he gets hands on. To be fair, I mean, you know, biggest can of cheese, a, 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 a can of Pepsi will go for a premium in prison. Mm-hmm. Be able to get four roll-ups for that. <laughs> oh. Dan Griffin continues as well at Dan Griffin Twenty One on Twitter. As far as booze goes, the Sailor Jerry's rum recipe from about two thousand and seven ish. That was delicious, spiced rum, heavy with vanilla. It was just Chef's kiss. He put. Yeah, I quite like a bit of Sailor Jerry's, but I can't say that I'm. I was drinking it back in two thousand and seven to know that specific recipe he's referring to, Mags. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge rum uh, aficionado. Um, 
it's pretty much out of my wheelhouse, but the description is put uh, about it saying that uh, closest come to is Bacardi or Cart, uh, and he said it's a, it's a delicious sparse room, heavy with vanilla. That sounds something that would be right out of my street. So, yeah. uh, I'd I'd have a I'd have a little tickle on that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, ah, good buddy, Handy, Handy T1TF on Twitter. Um, someone who I want to give a real special shout out to actually, because he's been, as I've said in the past on numerous shows before, a huge, huge, I don't know the right word, supporter, I guess, um, of me since I started writing articles way back when. And then when we started the SJP podcast, and now with this one, and he's always promoted chain wrestling. He's always promoted mm-hmm. our stuff in that magazine. Absolutely top bloke. Um, if you don't follow Super him on Twitter already, go, 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 give him a follow talk about wrestling music all sorts the bloke is an absolute diamond um he says gordon's used to make popcorn fish called fish kebabs love them as a kid but haven't seen them in years now i had to ask what he meant by that what exactly is that and he said it's like the popcorn chicken you can get now from like kfc and so on but it was little bits of fish instead now that sounds banging i'd have a go on that yeah, uh, I've not, not even heard of the company called Gordon's, to be quite fair. But when uh, when I saw the post and I saw his explanation, that sounds uh, delicious. I, I know that uh, Arsenal do uh, kind of like fish nuggets, uh, mm-hmm. which, okay. which, are, which are, are, are really good. Um, but yeah, I'd have I'd, I'd, I'd a try on some fish kebabs. Yeah, sounds great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also continues that someone once made a candy bar called Milkshake Bars, and he misses those as well. That doesn't ring a bell with me, that one. Nope, I've never heard of that one either. Um, but it does sound good. Anything that's milkshake flavored. Um, yeah, you used to be able to get the little milkshake sweets, didn't you? Like, um, uh, they were like little milk bottles, and like the, and you get the pink ones, the yellow ones, and so on. They were quite nice. So, I've got a picture of it, and it, it so milkshake kind of looks a little bit like a, a Mars bar, it's a malted milk nugget caramel. Um, so yeah, it looks like a Mars bar. So you can still get them then, and uh, and it's just a Mars bar mate, in, a, in a different package. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, we have more from Graham from the Good Cop Bad Cop podcast at MGB Graham on Twitter. Uh, he said about someone posted something about crisps that he saw earlier on, and he really wanted some Hedgehog brand crisps. Doesn't remember what they tasted like anymore, but he knows he can remember really liking them. I have never, ever heard of Hedgehog crisps. No, Hedgehog-flavoured crisps. Well, no, it can't be Hedgehog-flavoured. No, they are. Uh, Let's let's get this image up. They're actually Hedgehog-flavoured crisps. It says they are Hedgehog. In 1981, Hedgehog Foods, as a joke, produced Hedgehog-flavoured crisps, and they were a huge success. Um, but they end up being in court uh, upon the charge of false advertising. A bizarre settlement was reached when Mr. Lewis of Hedgehog Crisps interviewed some gypsies who actually did eat baked hedgehogs to ascertain the flavour. Mr. Lewis then commissioned a flavourings firm to duplicate this flavour as close as possible and changed the label from hedgehog flavoured to hedgehog flavour. And all the interests were satisfied. So it's actually a real thing. He he commissioned a flavouring firm to duplicate the flavour of baked hedgehog. So this sounds a, this sounds like sort of criminal minds or some crazy shit like that, doesn't it? What's all that about? I mean, it, as a joke, it would have sounded funny. 
But when he said, nope, they're going to test a genuine hedgehog, yeah, that's uh, that's Grammy. That is not a good look at all. Bad take there. Bad cop, Graham. Bad cop. Graham, I know you uh, normally listen to the podcast version when it comes out later in the week, so when you hear this, just chuck us a tweet, mate. Is that what you mean, the actual hedgehog flavour? Is that the ones you're referring to, or the brand? Or let us know, mate. Let us know at Chain underscore Wrestling on Twitter. Um, That'd be great. Um, our Radio Techers uh, teammate uh, Matt Willis, who claims to be a chef, says that Hedgehog tastes like rabbit. So I don't know if that's uh, him admitting he's uh, he's tasted Hedgehog or if he's uh, a gypsy. I don't know, but Hedgehog. I don't think I've had rabbit. Like you know, I don't think I've ever had rabbit. Who even are you? You're from rabbiting country down there in Gloucester. <laughs> I don't know about that, mate, am I? I suppose. You know, lots of countryside, don't there? We got a ra- we got a roundabout not far from my house called Rabbit Roundabout, and it's like a little mound in the middle, and it's full of rabbits in there. Like loads of rabbits live in this roundabout. Get yourself a BB gun, pop about 15 of them, and there you go. Rabbits. What, 15 of them? I mean, for the Seems for the whole family. The whole family? What's that? Five? No! <laughs> They're cute little things, mate. You don't want to be doing that. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No, I've never tried rabbit. I don't know. I'm not saying I wouldn't. It's like most things. I'd um, I'd I'd, I'd try most most foods just to see what it was like. Even though like you see the gross stuff on, like I'm a celeb or whatever, I'd give it a go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Apart from widgety grubs and sharks' eyes, I wouldn't try them. Uh, the pop of the eye that'd be a bit. Yeah, that is horrific. Yeah, that, I don't like the sound of that. So Sharon saying I watched uh, my Bampy Skinner Rabbit when I was a uh, little. Is Bampy mean Grandpa by any chance? Yes. yes. Um, still haunts me now. Uh-huh. And Anya, eat rabbit, and I disown you. <laughs> so you're not <laughs> trying rabbit in the near future. Oh, there we go. There we go. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he cut off the paw and made it wave at me. Your grandpa sounds like a, a barrel of laughs. Oh, brilliant stuff. Ah, uh, Stevo at Total Stevo on Twitter. Um, he kind of argues with himself in his own tweet here, but this is just typical Steve-O, and it's great enough what we love him for. Uh, he says, it's not what he misses, more the size of the sweets and chocolates he misses. They're all just snack bars now. In fact, as I'm writing this, it reminds me, there was a Boost bar that came in green packaging, a lot nicer than the original, but they discontinued it. Now, I can remember the green Boost, but I can't remember what flavour it was. Was it like... Um, I was going to say something really that. stupid then, Mags. I don't remember the green packaging at all. I only ever remember Boost Bars being blue. I was going to say something really stupid. There was, um, it's, uh, it begins with G and it's like, it's sort of, that's it. But I was yeah. going to say glaucoma. Not... <laughs> I mean, it may give you glaucoma. What does glaucoma? I can't say it. <laughs> Garana. Uh, I don't think it's uh, got a particular flavour. It's more like a, an energy bar. You get a lot right. of it in, in like your you you may have some Garana in, in your energy drink. In my little blue spark, Casada. Garana or Taurine. It's Taurine, yeah. Yeah. My God, there's a lot of crap in this. Don't let me read that, Max. That scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anya in the chat at Anya Nicole underscore 14 on Twitter she says that she misses the Smarties pop-up ice creams and the Calippo shots just elite stuff 
Um, we've had a few people say about Calippo shots, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember them myself because if I was going to spend, like, you know, I mean, ice creams are pretty expensive, aren't they? Like, one pound fifty two quid now. I'd, I'd have a Magnum or something like that. I wouldn't buy something like, like a Calippo shot thing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the Calippo shots were, I, these were from back in the day, though, uh, when I used to get them, but. They were about a quid, maybe. Um, I don't really remember the Smarties pop-ups. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of that pure white, like almost like sugary choc- um, uh, ice cream. It just doesn't taste very ice creamy to me. Uh, but I, I didn't mind the clip-on shots. They were nice and tangy. Ah, okay. Um, the Smarties ice cream, do they, I think they do bang that back out again at, at like summertime, don't they? You can get them almost like in the same tubs that you get like Hagen Dars or Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, them them size tubs. Okay, right then, fair enough. Um, Steve O again. No, that's the same one. Oh no, this is the one. This is the one for me, and it's our buddy Matt Willis at the Matatat UK on Twitter. And and this is something that I actually showed Anya. uh, Sorry, I actually showed Charlie, my youngest, the picture of these that he sent. That's the ones. The frost is there. And she she can't remember them because obviously they were discontinued when she was much younger. But I remember them. I thought they were around much more recently than they actually were. Mm -hmm. Um, Matt says, Frosties, I've never experienced a taste like it. Solid pieces of cola flavored blocks of sugar. Got them from the Skype tuck shop all the time. Discontinued in 2015. I'm guessing due to the sugar tax. These were the, a sweet staple of life growing up in Essex. They were the same, Matt, in Gloucester as well, where I'm from. It, and it was, in Lancashire. Yeah, it was just like, oh, man, they were so good. And I'm fairly certain at one stage they had another pack that had different flavours. Apple. Was it apple, was it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But no, they were so good. They were the, they were the best when you uh, you like sucked them till all the sugar came off till the the hard like, uh, outer shell uh, was really thin and then the caramel the chewy bit in the middle was soft yeah. enough that you could chew because uh, if you chew too quickly you lose teeth because yeah. it was that that powerful uh, but yeah these were these were glorious it's a, a, a damn shame that they don't make these anymore yeah. kids don't know what they're missing out. Um, with a call of flavoured frosties. To be fair, they probably were, like Matt said, discontinued for a good reason because they were just literally diabetes in a tube. (laughs) Call of flavoured sugar is rare. (laughs) You know, but yeah, man, oh, I'd love some frost. I'd love them to come back now, you know? That'd be great. It's like the old cola cubes, I suppose. Would they be similar sort of thing? Yeah, but I think these were better because of that that chewy centre. Mm. Cola cubes were cola cubes and pineapple cubes were just like solid blocks of yeah. uh, of, of sugar. These at least had a bit of chew to them. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I get you. Um, Christopher Lewis at Chris Lewis thirty seven on Twitter. Uh, he says Frutella milkshake juice, fruit all sorts, Mars delight. Calippo shots again. Good shout out for that one there. Um, Cadbury Dream. That was a white chocolate, wasn't it, that Cadbury did for a while? That was nice. Yeah. Uh, Cadbury Snaps. Um, I said I couldn't really remember those. And he said it's basically like chocolate Pringles. And then I made me remember exactly what they were. Um, and Voice Versus. Now, my sister also said Voice Versus on WhatsApp to me. And I had to ask Sharon what they were because I couldn't quite remember. 
But so they, they, they were minstrels, essentially mm. minstrels, and uh, one um, they came in two colours, uh, light and dark, and they had like the opposite colour chocolate in the middle. So if you had a if you bit into a white one or a cream one, it had dark chocolate in. And if you bit into a darker one, it had cream chocolate in. Yeah. Oh mate, see, I'd, I'd have some of them back as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really? definitely. Yeah. Oh, this is a good shout from from Anya in the chat. Mars planets. Oh, banging shout. Are they the ones that were like revels? Um, yeah, kind of. They were all, you got the, the nugget or you got the caramel. And for a strange reason, you got a biscuit, which had never been in Mars bars. But yeah, they were essentially like a bag of revels, but Mars. Mm. Yeah, see, not for me, mate. Revels or, or, or Mars planets, not for me. So, um, because a, coffee, of my... a coffee one, it's like it's like it's like you like playing Russian roulette with sweets. I don't want coffee. So, um, my wife has got a hidden talent, she can take a bag of Revels, uh, and a lot of them are relatively the same size, and she can tell what the Revels are without biting into the Revels. Uh, okay. So and she can nail it a hundred percent of the time. I mean, obviously you get the 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 kind of uh, spaceship flavor, uh, the spaceship shaped um, chocolate ones, and you get the caramel ones, which are a bit littler. But the rest, she can she can nail them perfectly every single time. Bloody yeah, huh? That's handy, she, I suppose. And she doesn't like the coffee ones, so I always end no. up getting palmed with the coffee ones, which uh, I I enjoy. They're the best ones. No. No, 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 not for me, mate. I, I don't, I don't want coffee in my sweets. You know, other people, fair enough. But I me, mean, no, uh, I want to know what I'm eating. You know, if I got yeah, to, look... you're eating coffee. In a yeah, sweet. Got... yeah, but you... I can't... I'm not as clever as your wife. Look, I can't differentiate these little balls of chocolate and whatnot. If I, if I got something that I'm looking at, and I'm thinking. I really fancy this Malteser. This is going to be a banging Malteser, and I and bite it's, into it. It's and coffee it, for it. Tastes like fucking. The a ass of Nescafe or something. <laughs> then I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be fuming, you know. <laughs> That's not. It's not about that, mate. It's not about that. I at mean, all. that's a, a weird kind of chocolate take there. It's almost like you should be rude for that mercilessly on Twitter. What's that? For that, for that take. Oh, on the chocolate. I mean, oh right, yeah, yeah. Like I get ribbed for not liking bubbly chocolate. You should get ribbed for being terrified of chocolate that you don't know the flavor <laughs> of. Yeah, well, I don't like um, I don't like coffee in general. You know, coffee sweets, coffee drink, anything. No, I love our cup of tea. I'm, but you don't I'm get tea flavored sweets. Th- I'm learning too much that I'm not happy with on this episode. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, we got comments in the chat, Mags, about one of the greatest television adverts of all time. Um, well, the talking. red car and the blue car had a race. <laughs> All Red wants to do is stuff his face. <laughs> he a, eats a everything classic. he sees, from trucks to prickly trees. Good old Bluey to Milky, Milky Way. <laughs> oh, great stuff. I know what's playing us into the start of the episode later this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this comment by Sharon here is absolutely spot on as well. Um it's still sang all the time in our house. Uh, our middle daughter, Liv, she has OCD with certain things. She has to say the night to us in a certain way every night or she comes back downstairs because it you know, drives her mad a little bit. Um, if at any stage I start that song off, she has to sing it all to a, through to a certain point. She can't leave it unsung because it drives oh, her mad. That's cute. 
make the fun out of that. <laughs> you are you are an evil person sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll, I'll take that. Um, and finally, our good buddy, um, which I think is going to end up being a T-shirt, by the way, at some stage, good buddy of the show, because it seems to be how I introduce everybody. Um, <laughs> Paul Tolly at Rain Counter on Twitter. Fiendish feet yogurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, mate. When you got to when you got to school and you opened your lunchbox up, I had a He-Man lunchbox. You know the plastic, proper plastic it was a little clip that used to go snap shut. And did it come with a thermos? Yes, that's right. Yeah, and you'd open it up, and there'd be room for your sandwich, your, your little flask jobby, um, a bag of crisps, and then one other little thing in the corner. That's mm-hmm. the and sometimes it'd be a bit of whatever wrapped up stuff. And but if it was a fiendish feat, you knew it was going to be a good day, man. Yes. Which was your favourite flavour? Got to be the I chocolate like, one. I like the banana, mate. Yeah, good shout. But yeah. the cho- chocolate for me. But it's a great Which one shout. Was the chocolate? Uh, the chocolate. I think it was the the um, skeleton gar. Okay. I don't know why I'm looking at my phone. You've got it on the screen in front of me. I could look at yeah, that. So we had Frank, Frankstown, which I think was raspberry. Um, the um, the banana was the Dracula or the vampire guy. Uh, the, whatever the other one was, or like a mummy. That was vanilla and then chocolate. Yeah, good times, man. Good times. Oh, what about you, Magsy? Any uh, any that haven't been mentioned, or any you want to reiterate as well that you uh, you miss and want back? Yeah, there's a, a couple. Um, one that you can actually still get, but it's not made by the same company. Uh, it doesn't taste the same at all. Uh, Highland toffee bars. Uh, oh, they, used, yeah. they used to be absolutely brilliant. You could even get a mint one, which was was like gold dust. Uh, they were really good. Uh, and then there also was a. Uh, and it's it's kind of showed me to be a, a massive caramel fan, but there was a, a bar, I don't know if you could get it down your neck of the woods, called a bullion bar. It was essentially um, kind of like a, a foil tin, almost like a, an old tin bath style, and inside it was just like a layer of thick, solid caramel, and you had to peel the foil out. Uh, broke many a tooth on that, pulled many a tooth out, but yeah, no, they were delicious. Yeah, they were called. I'm sh- they were called bullion bars, and they haven't been around since I was a nipper. Um, okay. But let's see if I can find one. Yeah, because I might what... have been. Me- I might have been making it up. Um, <laughs> Whilst we're just looking for that, I'll just jump in the chat quickly here. And Sharon, she actually sent a message here saying that. Um, I said to remind me, which I did when she brought this up earlier in the week. Spira tasted like easter egg chocolates remember those oh, oh spara yeah. yeah um they were like a tube almost with like a like a, a screw thread going down them yeah they were good man i really like them sharon sharon said she really enjoyed those as well yeah they're really nice i, I can't yeah. find a bullion bar so yeah, okay i may be making it up <laughs> they were delicious mine is probably going to annoy you magsy because you know the whole air and chocolate bullshit um but i really really miss the mint arrows sorry not mint arrow mint whispers okay you yeah know? i mean when they bought you, back you like what you like yeah when they bought back whisper gold i was like oh okay that's quite cool but i really wanted the mint one back that was so good mm-hmm. so uh, i've got another one as well in terms of drinks um 
when I was in high school, uh, Pepsi did uh, uh, like uh, some limited editions. Um, there was, I think, three came out uh, at once. There was uh, Pepsi Punch, which was coconut flavored. Um, Pepsi Strawberry, which obviously was banana flavored. <laughs> but the best one, and I, I would drink it all day long if I could was Pepsi Tropical and it was pineapple flavoured Pepsi and we, there was only one shop in my in my area what could get it and we, it was quite a trek from where I lived but it was well worth going to get it was delicious and then I went to go and get some one day and they'd stopped making it and it's never been back since oh, it's, it's, it's wounding still, yeah. it still hurts now yeah, I bet. That does sound really... The coconut one sounds like something that really, you know, really interests me. I love all that sort of... I love when you get coconut drinks now, like certain... Um, there's coconut and berry and Red Bull flavour. So that's that's a bit weird, but, you know, the coconut side of things is quite nice. Um, other drinks that have been discontinued, Tab Cola, do you remember that one? Ah, Tab Clear, yeah. That's it, Tab Clear, yes. Yes, the seafood, yeah, yeah. Um, Pepsi Blue as well. I mean, I never saw the point in that because it tasted and, the same, didn't it? And Pepsi Raw. I don't know if that's still available. What was that? So that was uh, Pepsi in a in a brown uh, can, and it had no kind of uh, artificial things in it, so everything was, was natural and and made from the earth. But that was, that was delicious. Oh, okay. I don't remember that at all. No, look yeah. it up, sir. Yeah, Pepsi Raw, it was called. Do you remember um, Bacardi Breezers? Oh, do I? Yes, sir. Orange flavor Bacardi Breezers. They were like all the rage, weren't they, for a, for a period, like late 90s. And uh, Reef what? as well. Do you remember Reef? Yeah, that was kind of like more just juice and yeah. vodka, weren't it? Yeah. And Mad Dog 2020. Oh, you can still get that, though. They sell that just down the road from me, yeah. They sell it just down the road from me, yeah. <laughs> in Gloucester, they sell that. I'm, yeah. I'm not shocked. No, <laughs> it is rough as hell, mate. It's rough as hell. It's about oh. seven, eight quid for one of the big bottles, you know? Jesus, it used to be like one ninety down when we yeah. used to buy it as kids. Yeah, but that was like... Well, as adults. 20 years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there was another one as well. Um, oh, the Smirnoff one. Mets. Do you remember Mets? Was that made by Smirnoff? Smirnoff Mets? No, I don't remember that. I remember Smirnoff Ice and Smirnoff did a... Ah, okay, I'm getting confused. Yeah, Smirnoff Ice was a separate... There's another one called Mets, and it was like, we used to be able to get that in clubs in Gloucester. So the one I remember is Smirnoff Mule, which was... Ah. uh, That came in a gold bottle, and it was classy AF. Yeah. And it it was essentially just a a Moscow Mule in a bottle. Yeah. And then there was another one called V2, uh, which was a vodka martini in a bottle. That was good. Right. Oh, mate. All these sure, we're sure my age now. Hooch. Yeah. Do they still do that? Yeah, they do. I went to um, a show. Uh, and I don't mean making your own where you're like, no, chew no, no, up no. oranges and, and <laughs> leave them to ferment. I mean, actual bottles of hooch. In your toilet in prison, yeah. Chris Mangle. Um, <laughs> um, uh, obviously, I, I would give a shout out here to Andy from Bang Bang Podcast because he lives in Bristol, doesn't he? But he's far too busy dicking around with his own show to watch ours. So. Um, but I went to a, I think it was Therapy I saw, the band. Might have been yeah. the Choir Boys. With the question it, uh, mark on the end. Uh, yeah, that's right, yeah at the Fekla in Bristol. It's basically the music venue that's a boat. And it's an absolutely fantastic little venue. I think it's awesome. And they sold cans of hooch behind the bar in that venue. 
That's why, of course, I had to have one because, you know, it's been been so many years. But that was it then. Once I had one, I couldn't go back to drinking beer because it's like the sweet and that, you know. So I ended up drinking hooch all night and looking like a ripe pillock. So <laughs> but it was nice, yeah. mate. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, Dan Griffin in the chat saying at uni they didn't have Wicked uh, in 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 the clubs. They didn't even have VK. They had the knockoffs VHF. Yeah, they always used to annoy me because uh, like Wicked and, and VK were like 5.5%. And the VHS were like four percent, and using Gwyn as well for the same price in in the clubs. Yeah, that used to annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, totally, uh, totally. Sharon says that she'll uh, get you some Mad Dog Twenty Twenty for your next delivery, Max. Oh, Jesus <laughs> in the chat there. <laughs> what flavor was yours though? Because you had a blue one. What flavor? The blue one, the green one. So the, the blue one, I, I think it was coconut. Um, I always wanted yeah. like fairly strong flavored ones to get rid of the horrible kind of fermented wine well, that, that made up the, the 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 mad dog. So I used to get orange or, or uh, cherry. That was a nice one, but the 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 coconut one, yeah, that is not good. Not the good kiwi one as well. Was it kiwi and oh, lemon? That yeah. was a bit a bit sharp. And when you threw and, and anything watermelon flavored as well. Oh. When you were poorly that night, which inevitably you would be because you've been drinking 2020, it's just the way it oh works. Oh my god, damn. You end up throwing up green stuff, wouldn't you? You know, aftershock that was the shit going out. Blue one and the cinnamon red one, yep. And then uh, we had a black one, a silver one, and a purple one. Um, oh, they I went, those. yeah, they, they kind of went off the boil when the the I, I don't know whether they changed something with the recipe. But they used to be really thick, almost like cough medicine when you used to drink them. And then uh, when they they kind of came back, there was there was very watery, and yeah, they, that kind of put me off. But yeah, uh, aftershock was the shit. I remember aftershock in the bars in Gloucester, and it was seen as like a really big deal, and it had its own little special plastic stand with like mist around mm-hmm. it and stuff like that. Yeah, to keep them fro- essentially frozen, the bottles. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, mate, I think, can you still get that? I dare I say you can. can. Yeah. I bet there's an off-license around this way where you can get that, mate. And it's probably got yeah. best before September 1998 on the side of it or something, but you probably still buy it. It's been usurped now by Jaeger, though, if that's yeah. still a cool thing. Jaeger, yeah. I like a bit of Jaeger. Not masses, like, because you get a bit poorly, don't you? But, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there we Just go. drinking it from the bottle. Good, 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 good. Oh, but there we go. I suppose that concludes that then, Magsy, doesn't it? Really, that um, was fun and eye-opening and terrifying all in one chat. I suppose one final question on that note, though, and people in the chat can jump in with this as well. Quick one-word answers and so on. But Magsy, I'll direct it at you first. If you could bring back one thing that's been suggested, just one, one product sweet drink yogurt whatever what would it be so it'd be none of the products that are suggested it would be potato puffs potato puffs yes so they were a little bag of uh crisps uh and it's going to go totally against everything i stand for and i'm going to get <laughs> ripped mercilessly from it uh, but it was a small bag of uh, uh crisps it used to be about 10p uh but there were there were essentially little slivers of potato that had been puffed up um, okay. So they were like pillows, and you could crush them, and they were airing them. And I know I'm going to get ribbed because of my weird infatuation with airy chocolate, but potato puffs were were delicious. Beef flavor potato puffs. 
beef maybe okay i mean in the chat here we've got a few people shouting out um matt willis says frosties uh, well, I think, pick, obviously. Yeah, I think I would go along with that to be honest. I think it's I would, a good shout. I'd probably choose, even though I really miss the mint whispers, I'd go with the frosties because I can also have a mint arrow, can't I? Mm-hmm. You know? Um and yeah, Calippo shots. Um Dan says uh, he would bring back the echo bars, which again they looked really good in that picture, to be fair. Maybe yeah, we should I'm, just try and uh, we should I'm nominate shocked. one mags and uh, I'm shocked you can't still get them because they were delicious. Yeah, maybe we should just try and pick one product and just like get the might of chain wrestling behind it and try and get the company to bring it back. Just pester them on Twitter and shit. <laughs> so apparently someone set up a change.org petition for Echo Bars and said Foxes have stopped manufacturing the Echo Bar, replaced it with the inferior velvety bar. Um so if you want to to push for the echo to come back there's a there's a petition out there to to do so oh mate that's it we'll share that after the show everyone get on that we'll try and get the echo bar back shall we well unfortunately the petition has closed and only 36 people signed the petition (laughs) (laughs) so they were as popular as we thought no but that's 36 people who want them back mate (laughs) 36 sales Yes, exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh, as always, thank you so, so much, everybody, for joining in with our non-wrestling topic again this week. It's always hugely appreciated. We seem to say it over and over again, but it, it is genuinely meant right from the bottom of Magsy and I's hearts. Yeah. This show is your show. Without you, it doesn't work. Yeah, so, and, and you've absolutely nailed it this week. It's been so much fun uh, going through these these picks. Even if I do feel offended and tormented and, and bullied, bullied, <laughs> quite frankly, uh, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Ah, oh, there we go. Right then, so Maxie, shall we? Uh, shall we talk a little wrestling? I mean, we may as well. That's that's pretty much what we're here for. So let's do it. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. So then, I won the poll again, Max. Get to fuck. <laughs> oh, mate. I was, I was a little surprised, to be honest, because the match that you put forward, I imagined a majority of people won't have seen. Mm-hmm. I know I haven't seen it. Um, so that really that really intrigued me. And I thought that could um we could go that way because people will vote for it because it's something we haven't seen before. And it got very high rating from old Shagger Dave. Um, yeah, well essentially that was the two reasons why I put it forward because mm. I know I hadn't seen it. Um and I know it was like it was buried in the WWE network, but it also got a really high rating. So it I mean Hogan and Savage are always going to probably win, put up against anyone. So I understand it. I'm uh, still not happy about it, but it is what it is. Yeah, I must be drawing close now, Max, because you were quite a way ahead, weren't you? I must be getting getting near. You must be. I'll have to have a little look on the spreadsheet that we've got later <laughs> on and, and see whereabouts we stand. I haven't filled it out for a couple of weeks. I'll have to, I'll have to fill it out and have a look. Mate. I'll have to fill it out and have a look. But yeah, the um, the winning match on the poll this week, quite a close poll, to be fair, the final mm-hmm. final uh, decision, was the match man Randy Savage defending his WWF title against his former best friend and tag partner in the Mega Powers, 
the big racist orange one himself, Mr. Hulk Hogan. Um, the big racist rest- orange one that you're promoting on your shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as our good friend Tolly once said, uh, Terry Belia may be a piece of shit. But Hulk Hogan was a hero. Okay. That's, that's all true. <laughs> I mean, he terribly also said that terribly doesn't have a nine inch penis, but Hulk Hogan does. Mm-hmm. There you go. Let's see. So, <laughs> uh, the main event of WrestleMania 5 from 1989. And I think this is one of the best stories WWF or WWE is now, I guess, but WWF potentially ever told really because they it's a year-long storyline uh, you know the, the main event of wrestlemania 4 they've already laying seeds for the main event of wrestlemania 5 the following year and i think it's just a, a brilliant piece of storytelling max it's great storytelling and uh I, I can totally see why this this won the poll because it's this story and this uh, whole feud is is so uh well revered in wrestling um, it's it's when WWE really knew how to to uh, hook you in with a storyline, and this was one of, the, like I said, one of the very best that they've ever done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, sort of a little background for anyone unaware. Um, WrestleMania four, the year before this, uh, Hogan was disappearing to make a film, wasn't he, Magsy? Yeah, was it No Holds Barred? He was making. Yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. In, in eighty eight, yeah. Because so, to promote that film in in WrestleMania, yes. um, yeah, that's right. Um, so they need to crown a, a new champion. They need a new uh, main eventer, I guess, to sort of potentially take over from Hogan or at least keep the seat warm, I suppose, in mm-hmm. Ho- in, in Hogan's absence. Uh, the match man, Randy Savage, is chosen to fill that spot. There's a tournament at WrestleMania 4 to play to decide who, who wins the WWF title because it's currently vacant. Savage wrestles four times that night, wins the title. But then... After his win, Hogan's in the ring as well, celebrating with his friend. Hogan must pose, brother. Uh, that's it, Mags. <laughs> um, almost taking a little bit of the limelight away from Randy's mm-hmm. title win, I guess. Um, and we have little, I suppose, I don't know what we word them as, Easter eggs. Is that is that the term people use? Or little hints, I guess, as to mm-hmm. where we're going throughout the year. Yeah. Um, from... WrestleMania 4, we go to SummerSlam 88, the first SummerSlam, and Hogan and Savage are tagging together. But there's a, a few issues, a, a few discussions, uh, but it's all fine in the end. They all hug and make up. And uh, this is the pay per view where Miss Elizabeth whips her skirt off to distract the opposition. Yep. And Hogan has a little bit of a, a, a longing, lustful stare, according to Randy Savage. Brother. <laughs> Lust in his eyes. <laughs> um, we then go to Survivor Series 88, and there's another issue there. And it's to anyone who, I suppose anyone who, who watches wrestling now, you can see where they're heading. But at the time, it was real sort of subtle touches. Uh, and the fact that the pay-per-views were few and far between, Mm-hmm. these stories lasted a long time. I mean, at Survivor Series, Savage did his standard pose with Elizabeth up on his shoulder. Um, Hogan's hand came out 
and touched Elizabeth on the back, maybe a bit lower than the back, Magsy, maybe even mm. maybe even towards towards her bottom potentially. Yes. Um, and Randy did not like that one bit, but Hogan said it's okay. You know, you you were too excited. You were pumped up after winning the match. It looked like you were going to drop her. I was just steadying her. So you could, you know, you see, he's trying to make excuses there. Hogan accidentally eliminates Savage from the Royal Rumble in January. Every man for himself, Hogan says, and, and makes excuses again. Um, and then we come to an episode of The Main Event, which was aired on a Friday night mm-hmm. in 1989. And it was, again, the Mega Powers tagging together, Hogan and Savage. Um, Miss Elizabeth gets bundled into by Savage accidentally, and it's quite yeah, the bump. I, I, I think it's where Akeem throws uh, Savage yes. through the ropes. And, yeah, the, the bump, I mean... Back then in in uh, that bump was pretty brutal for somebody like Elizabeth. Uh, Savage essentially lands right on top of her. Yeah, like, I think his hip or his side, like on her head, isn't it? Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it looks terrible, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, Hogan decides I'm I'm no, I'll check on Elizabeth, which you can understand because she just had a big old big old crash landing with 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 old Randy there. Um, but Hogan decides to walk away from his partner, picks her up, takes her backstage for treatment. Um, and then backstage, he stays with her. And then we shared a clip on the show's uh, Twitter of, of this. Um, oh, God. Oh, Liz- oh, Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth, I hope you're okay. Oh, Elizabeth. Watch it back. Didn't it sound very porny? <laughs> like, like it was, oh, my God. Oh, please say she's okay, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Please be fine, doctor. Do something for yeah, and and the whole. I'm going to need a countdown. <laughs> yeah, because they were live and Hogan didn't realise they were back on air, and he's asking the the director for a countdown, and it's like you know you're live, pal. You're already on, and he has to quickly switch back to oh no, oh, Elizabeth. God. Oh, oh Jesus, Elizabeth. Oh, oh. and he, he had a uh, a weird kind of hip grand that was making it very overtly sexual. Yeah. It was a really weird clip, wasn't it? Be careful, please. Oh, God. God. I don't think I've ever seen a Hulk Hogan like this shaking. Oh, God. It seems to me. Please help us. Oh, no. Oh, God. but obviously savage is not happy about any of this and he comes backstage and ends up just basically kicking the shit out of hogan um, and we head off to the Mega Powers exploding in the main event of WrestleMania 5. Um, the biggest match they could do in 1989, Max, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they'd already done Andre and, mm-hmm. and Hogan a couple of times, which was huge, but Andre was was in a really bad shape, uh, and, and that kind of uh, that ship had sailed. Savage uh, and, and Warrior were the two people who were really kind of coming up and, and matching Hogan in terms of popularity. Um, 
Undertaker wasn't quite there yet. I mean, not Undertaker, uh, uh, Warrior wasn't quite there yet. Um, so um, his feud with with Rick Rude was was really kind of like kicking in. Uh, he'd soon get that that push into main style. But yeah, these were the two biggest stars uh, in the wrestling world uh, back then. Uh, so to it, it made absolute sense that it would end up being Hogan and, and Savage at the biggest show of the year. Yeah, totally. And ultimately, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good match. I thought it was quite good. Actually, looking back on this, I mean, I've seen this match quite a few times obviously it's you know the main event of a wrestlemania that you know we had a, a, a potentially a cassette tape of when i was a kid i think sharon also said that growing up her and her brothers had a wrestlemania 5 on cassette as well it's quite a symbolic one isn't it the mega powers exploding and so on um but watching it back for the purpose of this show i was, I was quite surprised by how much i enjoyed this yeah, I mean, with Hogan, you tend to get kind of a paint-by-numbers matches. Mm. It's usually um, Hogan starts hot, then he'll get beat down for a little bit, uh, pull cup, moves of doom, uh, pause, champion. Um, but we actually see like a, a little bit of, of a change in this match. Um, we see uh, Savage really being paranoid. Um, we see him avoiding Hogan for, for long periods and really trying to frustrate Hogan. Uh, we even see Hogan bleeding, um, mm-hmm. which yep. back in back in uh, the the 80s and early 90s was just not something that you really saw from Hogan. Um, so, yeah, it was a... It was an interesting, a different style of Hogan match. And I think any time you have a, a match with Savage, he can carry someone uh, from good to great, no matter who the opponent is. And uh, he definitely proved that um, this year. He, and he'd go on again to prove it multiple times, especially with uh, with the likes of, of Warrior. But, yeah, it was, I enjoyed the match. Really uh, a fun watch. Yeah, totally. I mean, Sharon's just commented in the chat there. The videotape actually belonged to her mum. So her mum was a big wrestling fan um, way back when, I guess, in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah, so I mean, with the Hogan thing here, not doing the sort of standard Hogan match, you actually see some, some actual wrestling from him. There's a mm-hmm. there's a moment where he, he goes for a hammerlock and then turns it into a drop toe hold, which turns I into mean, a front face lock. And it was quite I, I, I smooth. I forgot that that happened. I mean, I'm, I'm like, you have seen this match uh, multiple times. And I actually forgot he did that. And I was like, whoa, Hawken can wrestle. What's this shit? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was really tall. Uh, it's almost, I almost expect it to be clunky because of the size of the guy. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's almost like he's too big to do that. But it actually worked really well, didn't it? It does. Uh, and just take away from, from the, the story at the minute, uh, Dan Griffin, I love how the chat settles in for, for story time when Mags and Sarah get to the rest. Of, you know, I've noticed that as well, um, uh, how the chat is really lively at the beginning, uh, mocking us usually. Uh, and then <laughs> you all hook in with your with your hot chocolate and uh, when it gets to us reading uh, bedtime stories, yeah, we honestly really do appreciate it. It's yeah, amazing. It's but, but if you have thoughts on the match, Absolutely, throw them in. Yeah, uh, totally. That's what that's we, what was there for. Yeah, to, to hear your thoughts and uh, and and your opinions on this match. Uh, one thing I, I do want to touch on before we carry on with the matches, Hogan's promo. Um, right. Yeah. Do you remember the promo? Did you go back and watch the promo? Yes. <sighs> do you think Hogan had a problem with cocaine? Maybe. 
Um, I think Hogan's main issue with cocaine was that he just didn't, get, he, just, he just couldn't get enough. He was just, you know. <laughs> so for, for people who haven't uh, watched the promo, definitely go back and check it out. Um, so we get the, the start where Hogan's sad on because that's his gimmick, I suppose, when he's talking to Mean Gene. And he, this promo is essentially a five-minute rant from from Hogan, and it actually, it, there's not a lot of sense there, but he draws you in with how kind of passionate and how much of a lunatic he actually mm. is. He's talking about uh, Donald Trump having to get in teams of seismologists because the the foundations of the Trump Tower are, are shaking. But never fear, all comedians, because uh, we're stronger than the foundations. But <laughs> macho man, you need to worry because the earth is going to crumble underneath your feet. And then he goes on about some demandments. He calls macho man mother. Uh, and then he goes, uh, uh, I mean, brother. Uh, yeah, it's a, a crazy, crazy promo. We get the the the, the obvious of what you're going to do uh, when Hulkamania uh, destroys you and then a bit of... Yeah. To finish off. But and this that, one as well, Magsy, this one, when he blows air out of it like that. Like a big, <laughs> like a big horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Um. We also get, and they try and uh, interview Randy Savage and poor Tony yeah. Schiavone. He gets bunged he around. Says, yeah, fuck off, Tony Schiavone. You won't be here next year. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> Cameraman ends up on his arse. <laughs> oh, dear. But yeah, the match itself, I I really enjoyed. I mean, mm-hmm. I thought Savage was the star, let's be honest. As you said, Maxie, Hogan, you have you have the shtick, don't you? Hogan is very much like you said, sort of ticking boxes, paint by numbers. But yeah, he goes out of that comfort zone a bit in this match. But Savage, I think, is absolutely superb. He starts off the match almost wrestling as like a chicken shit heel. He doesn't want to be in the ring with Hogan. He's rolling out the ring, taking his time. Um, Hogan displays quite a bit of power over Savage when he throws him down and so on. Uh, And you get Savage running out the ring again. Um, And it's all part of the story they're trying to tell, isn't it? In in that Savage is this deranged, crazy, macho madness kind of style character. But at the same time, he he does have concerns about facing Hogan because of the size and the power. And and it really sort of, I suppose, ticks the boxes that Vince McMahon would have wanted in a Hulk Hogan match. Yeah, not only that, it also plays into uh, the the real life uh, paranoia that, that that Savage had. Um, we we only know now afterwards that he was he was definitely paranoid about uh, about Elizabeth. Uh, he, I mean, we've heard stories where she'd be locked in the in in the locker room whilst he came out of matches because he was so terrified that she was uh, having affairs and and things like that. So. It, this is a, a another kind of a WWE trope of playing into real life issues yeah. and real life insecurities and making a storyline out of them. Um, but he he did it so well. Uh, Savage played that kind of a paranoid uh, champion who was always had his one eye uh, looking over his shoulder to to an absolute T. I mean, there's a there's a point in the match where he's literally running around the ring and Hogan's there chasing him and he he's hiding behind uh, Elizabeth. Um, yeah. Hogan, Hogan's telling Elizabeth, get out of the way, move, get out of the way. Um, and Savage uh, uh, uses that that uh, kind of distraction to 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 
uh, attack Hogan. Yeah, it's, it's great storytelling uh, by both guys. I mean, I've got to give Hogan his props. He he plays into this uh, this storyline so so well. Yeah, definitely. There's another moment with Elizabeth on the outside as well that I suppose kind of shows the the sort of stuck in the middle position her character was in at this time because she was effectively she was managing both hogan and savage in the mega powers mm-hmm. when they split she was going to be in a neutral corner she didn't want to see either person get hurt and, and all this sort of stuff and hogan's got savage up on his shoulder and he looks like he's going to effectively javelin him drive him face first into the ring post and elizabeth steps in front of the ring post to stop it happening um i think that worked really well because she's obviously siding there with the guy who was supposed to be the heel, well, it had been very easy for her just to side with Hogan. So the whole, the whole thing of her being stuck in the middle, being neutral, and so on, was was displayed very well there. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. I think it it shows how important her role in this storyline was uh, because if you if you didn't have Elizabeth, uh, who was the first lady of wrestling uh, back then, involved in this. I don't think we, the story would have as much gravitas, mm. um, and the way she uh, she sold for 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 Savage. I mean, we have, we've seen it on a, on um, um, that Nazi Wrestling podcast how well she helps elevate the story between uh, Savage and, and Jake Roberts. She does exactly the same here to the point where uh, when she's uh, she's tending to to uh, Savage, she's actually kicked away from the the ringside. She's told to to essentially leave. Yeah, do you think maybe she's a touch underrated? Uh, you uh, think about um, you think about her her career as a whole, not just moments here. But you look at her time in WCW, for example, as part of the NWO and so on. Elizabeth's role for so often in her career was literally walk to the ring alongside Savage, walk to the ring alongside Hogan, walk to the ring alongside Flair, and then later on Luger, and then just stand there. And then walk back again. But then when you see moments like this and you see how she, as you explained so well there, Magsy, uh, the whole Jake Roberts scenario as well. Do you think maybe she is a touch underrated? Do you think she was capable of more? Or do you think this is literally what we got because that is all she had? Um, I, I don't think it's a case of that that was all she had. I think it was wrestling uh, in that time period. Um, valets did exactly what, what Elizabeth uh, did. They were there just to accompany uh, wrestlers to the ring. I think they're... What she brought to the table was uh, she was obviously a very beautiful woman. She was, uh, I think, at, at one point in WWF, she was... Uh, she was as popular as Hogan uh, in terms of a, of, of a fan base. I mean, did she ever get a boo? I can't ever remember getting a, a bad reaction. Um, I think she was pivotal to a lot of Savage's success, um, especially in, in, in the WRF and to the point where even when they'd split up and they weren't even uh, uh, really getting along uh, uh, backstage, they were still together uh, uh, on the show and, one of the biggest moments in, in SummerSlam history is, is their wedding. I mean, I know mm-hmm. they'd already been married, but it was still a huge, huge moment. So I think um, she doesn't get the the respect maybe now that she deserves because people are looking back and watching it uh, in 2021 hours or, or whenever you've watched it back and you are just seeing somebody walk to the ring and then walk back. But uh, at the time, that meant a hell of a lot because of who she was. Yeah, I think there's a there's a level of realism with her as well, isn't there? I think it's not mm-hmm. it's not like she's playing a character. It's almost like this is actually who she is. 
uh, the, the sort of subtleties to it. It's not overplayed, I suppose, which a lot of a lot of modern day or more modern day valets tend to do potentially, isn't it? Yeah, and and when she did need to get involved, I mean, with the the stuff with Sherry, uh, getting towards the end of Savage's run with with, with her, uh, she led the SmackDown on Sherry, so mm. that that um, that showed that um, she was she was willing to get her hands dirty. She she did everything that a, a ballet in the in the eighties and nineties needed to do, and she was stunning looking. I mean, she she pretty much had it all. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Um, very quickly, speaking of Sherry, if anyone's interested in watching a bit of a random match there, um, I recently watched Sherry versus Medusa from AWA Super Clash 2. It's on the network. You've got to literally type in Super Clash to find these shows. They're a bit sort of hidden away. But that is brilliant. Just an absolute brutal war. So yeah, if anyone fancies a random sensational Sherry match, go and check that one out. It's, it's Super Clash 2. Very, very good stuff. Um we get Randy Savage hitting a double axe handle off the top rope to the outside here, which is a move he's done in other matches as well. And that's the sort of um, the running, I suppose, uh, clothesline using the top rope where he jumps over the top rope and, and mm-hmm. springs Hogan's throat onto the, the rope itself. Yeah, This is 1989. This is quite a big deal, I think, seeing some of the moves that this guy is doing at this time. Yep, and and it, and it it perfectly leads into the fact that this was was not just about a towel. This was about about blood. This was about respect. Uh, this was a, a, about paranoia. Uh, it's amazing psychology. Yeah, totally, totally. And I, I just think Savage as well. Hogan's Hogan. He looks the way he does. He's got his bandana. He's got his shirt. He's got the gold cross, the red and the yellow, and so on. Savage here, though. He just looks incredible. He looks like a main eventer. He looks like a star. He's in fantastic shape. Um, the gown he wears to the ring, just just everything about him looks brilliant. And even the way he moves in the ring. Again, we've not watched a Savage match until this week, have we, for, for the show? This mm-hmm. is the first one we've watched in, in what, 40-odd episodes of Chain Wrestling. Yeah. I kind of, I suppose, forgot how good he was. Yeah. I mean, just, just throwing punches, just brilliant he he is is got to be on the marriage of the best wrestlers that has ever lived he's so damn good so believable um so good at uh, not only offense but so good at selling uh, i mean we've we've heard stories about him uh and his match with uh with steamboat which will will go down as one of the best matches that there's ever been and how uh, meticulous he was uh and how him and uh steamboat went over that move for move multiple times just to make sure they, they nailed it. He lived and breathed wrestling. It's uh, as simple and clear as that. And this was his time to shine and he absolutely deserved it. Yeah, 100%. Um, we then, I suppose, come to the finish of the match, Magsy. And this is where I get my air off a little bit. But I get my air off a little bit as a grown-up. Um, but I know 10-year-old me would have loved it. Savage hits his his big elbow from the top rope, his finishing move. And again, how spectacular did that elbow drop look? Absolutely brilliant stuff. Hogan effectively kicks out at one, starts hulking up. No, yeah, he starts hulking up and not selling it. Three right hands, big boot, leg drop, game over. I mean, 
uh, to add even more to that, before we even get to uh, the the elbow drop, Savage is is choking Hogan with wrist tape. Yeah. Uh, he's choking him with his hands. Hogan should be out, should be dead and buried. He, you hit that elbow, that that finishes everybody, uh, but not Hogan. Certainly not mm-hmm. Hogan. I mean, the kick out, uh, as soon as you see that happening, you know that within 30 seconds, this fight's done. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a shame. Um, the, the the force that Hogan pushes Savage off with as well, it just makes a mockery of uh, of Savage just having that, that momentum. I mean, I understand him kicking out. We all know that, that Hogan must pause and he was going to win the match. Uh, but the way he kicked out, uh, that could have been a two and a half, a two point nine, and, yeah. and then starting looking up, not kicking out on one. That's yeah. that was that was Hogan um, basically drawing his line in the sand, saying, "I'm the the top dog now. I'm back from our belt, uh, and basically you're get behind me, kind of thing." Yeah, totally. Uh, again, I suppose you can look at both sides of the coin. Hogan was the golden goose. He was the guy who sold mm-hmm. the tickets. He was the star. Even here, five years after the first WrestleMania, he was still the guy. So I, I understand um, where that... I can understand why that happens, I guess, to a degree. But you've got to think on the, on the same day as this event, on the other channel, you had Steamboat Flair putting on an absolute five-star clinic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, I appreciate WWE or WWF is sports entertainment and the alternatives are wrestling. I get all that. But when you look at the drama Steamboat and Flair performed on this exact same day, and that trilogy of matches they had in 89, but one of them having to drop on the same day as WrestleMania 5. And then you look at how good this match was up until Hogan kicking out at one and going through his shtick. It's like, did he have to do it there and then? Did he have to do it in this match? Could he not have done it on Saturday night's main event against somebody else? Could you not just finish it slightly different here, maybe? I don't know. I mean, if he could have beaten Savage by the skin of his teeth, that keeps Savage strong. Mm-hmm. That keep that uh he he walks away as the champion. But this is a time when Hogan uh, essentially had creative control. Um and he he was the guy and 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 Vince knew it. Vince knew that like I said, he was the golden goose. So if uh if Hogan uh, was looking strong coming out of a match. That's what that's what happened, and unfortunately, um, Savage, Warrior, uh, Rick Rude, Roddy Piper, and the like, they all lived in in Hogan's world uh, in yeah. in eighties and nineties uh, WWF, and yeah, it's uh, it's a shame. It really is. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it is looking back, but again, ten year old me would have thought this is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely amazing. Um, but there we go. So I suppose, Maxi, ratings out of ten. Hmm. So I think, if I recall correctly, this got uh, three and a half by um, Uncle Dave, Shagger Dave, and you know I think we give him a lot of grief, uh, not just on this podcast but on every podcast about wrestling <laughs> that we we're, we're a part of. But I think he's bang on the money. I think uh, three three and a half equates to around about seven uh, in in real terms. 
Uh, and I had fun watching this back. The the ending is a little bit meh, but the story really draws you in. The 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 passion, uh, the paranoia, the the kind of a chicken shit heel that that um, Savage has been, and and the 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 little bits of heel work that we see from from Hogan as well. So I'm, I think seven seems fair. So I think I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with you and go seven as well. Um, all the same reasons, really. I think Savage is what drags the match up through the scores, and it's Hogan and the finish, which kind of drags it back down a little bit, I guess, mm-hmm. for me. Um, the storyline, the year-long tale they told, and the subtleties and so on, absolutely genius. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. And you can see why, when WWE gets it right like this, how good it is because it is just fantastic that whole year long thing um but yeah a seven for me i think it is it's spot on the money magazine yep yeah, um, it, it just it just it's not one of the best uh wrestlemania uh main events that you'll ever see but it's certainly not among the worst it was no. it was entertaining yeah there we go um so then I suppose that just brings us to where do we go next week? Um, yes. Mr. Bags, where would you like to link to for us to watch next week, my friend? Okay, so this was, uh, as we've said over and over again on this show, it was a year-long storyline, um, a blood feud uh, with a, a, a woman in the middle of, uh, of two huge stars. Um, it's very reminiscent of a storyline that... Uh, that WWE revisited as a quite a few years later. In fact, around 15 years later, when uh, when uh, WrestleMania began again at WrestleMania 20. Um, but this time, the wrestlers involved weren't Savage and Hogan. It was Christian and Chris Jericho, both now mm. huge stars in AEW. But they had a, a year, essentially a year-long feud uh, with uh, Trish Stratus being... Uh, in the middle, being in that love triangle. I think it actually started with a bet that they made, uh, a $1 bet or one Canadian Canadian dollar dollar, (laughs) uh, bet uh, who could uh, could, uh, make Trish fall in love with him. So, yeah, I think I will go with Christian versus Chris Jericho from WrestleMania 20. Okay. Now, again, I've not seen that match since it happened. I know that for a fact. Even though I've watched WrestleMania 20 back a lot of time, I tend to skip around, jump around, I've not watched this back. Um, and Trish is involved. So to me, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of Trish, as everybody probably knows. Um, what I would like to do, Magsy, is stick with stick with Macho Man. Um I was really impressed watching this back. Loved seeing Savage wrestle for the first time in God knows how long. Um, I'd like to stick with Randy Savage as the link. And initially, I thought about Savage Steamboat. Um, yes, Dan, in the chat, you have mentioned it once or twice that Trish follows you on, on Twitter. Yeah, thanks a lot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just watching me go green with jealousy now. It's, you know? it's a cool flex. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about going Savage Steamboat just because it is freaking amazing but we had it in the poll before and it lost and i think it's one of those matches that everyone has seen so many times the same as bulldog brett when when i put that up and it lost surprisingly to me um so i thought i want a good good savage match that maybe so many people um hasn't haven't seen 
So I sort of went back through online, having a look here and there. And where I'm going to go is the Great American Bash in WCW from 1997. You love your WCW. I bloody love WCW, mate. And 97 is an amazing time in, in wrestling in general. WWF in 97 is, is fantastic. WCW in, in 97 is also kicking ass. And the main event of the Great American Bash in 1997 is the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Diamond Dallas Page in a no DQ, force count anywhere kind of effort. Elizabeth is still on the scene. And Diamond Dallas Page obviously has Kimberly with him as well. Um, I read one of the articles when I was trying to pick a match that this is one of Savage's best ever matches. I think it could be worth going back to have another look. So that is my option, Max. Great pick. Uh, it's not one that I remember. But, uh, I, I don't, to be honest. I don't massively, but... But anytime we get uh, an opportunity to watch a, a Savage match and, and a DDP match, someone who also I don't think has uh, appeared on Chain Wrestling too many times, so... I don't think so. So, yeah, um, and you may win a, th- a third poll in a row. That'd be lovely, wouldn't it? I don't, have I done that before? I don't think I have, have I? I hope not. Uh, so then there are your options for next week do we head to Wrestlemania 20 which I believe was Madison Square Garden in oh I'm going to have a guess March 31st 2004 March 30th 2004 that sort of time but Madison Square Garden anyway Wrestlemania 20 for Christian versus Chris Jericho with the whole it, it, Trish it Stratus stuff. The 14th of March, I think. Oh, there you go. I had the right month. And, and it was at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I think it I think it's actually still holds the record for uh, the highest grossing WWE event from Madison Square Gardens. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, it's a stacked card, isn't it, when you look back through it? And it's oh, obviously, yeah. you know, the main event is, is storming, but with Benoit's involvement, it doesn't sort of get mentioned or not i guess no. but anyway um christian versus chris jericho with trish stratus's uh storyline involvement there from wrestlemania 20 or we have uh match man randy savage versus diamond dallas page from the great american bash 1997 um thank you again to everybody who has been involved in the chat speaking of which matt willis what have we got there sir he says, Sir, Trish Stratus also knows that you like her, as do the police. <laughs> yeah, that was straining order, mate. I'll tell you that now. Uh, but it's got her name on it, so I framed it, put it on the wall. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you so, so much to everybody again for being involved with the show, whether that's on Twitter. Um, just on social media, whether it's on the live show in the chat now, whether it's uh, sharing our tweets, retweeting our podcast version when it comes out later. And every involvement we get from everybody, it's it's so, so, so appreciated. I cannot stress that enough. Yes. You're all absolutely fantastic. The Chain Wrestling merch is going to be coming. Here's something we have been talking about, uh, T-shirt designs and so on. My good lady, Sharon, is very much the one who... Um, is in charge, I suppose, or, or in, uh, the main head of this. Um, me and Mags will be having discussions with each other and with her and so on about which way we're going to go. Um, it will be happening. Bear with us. Yeah, and and we, I mean, the, those discussions will take place, but Sharon will probably just say, look, I don't know why I'm involving you. This is happening anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. That's pretty much it. Yeah, very creative, talented lady, my wife. Absolutely. Um, 
but yeah, that's it. So, Maxi, do you want to let everyone know whereabouts they can find you on the, well, the Twitter? Absolutely. You can find me on the Twitter down here, there, at Podfather Mags. Uh, I'm all over here on uh, Radio Text. In fact, if you stick around a few minutes, you might find out that I'm back on here uh, with the volley, with uh, our good friend uh, Matt Willis, uh, and perhaps uh, uh, I think Chris maybe maybe joining us. But yeah, I'm on Radio Techers. I'm on Five Rounds. Uh, I'm uh, I'm on a Changing Attitude. Uh, wherever you source your podcasts. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, you can find me at SJP Words uh, this week on the SJP podcast coming out on Thursday exclusively via Radio Techers. I have a chat with the. Um, the main guy, the owner, etc., um, of EVM Wrestling in Evesham, uh, just touching base with him, spoke to him once before, speaking with him again about running his second and third shows out of COVID now and so on, and the plans for the company. Uh, and I actually attended the show that he's talking about with my wife and youngest daughter. So it's quite a, quite a good little conversation with him there. So look out for that one as well. Um, the waiting room is still coming. Obviously been delayed because of Benny's Benny's illness, Benny being poorly. But we're very close now. Two more episodes and we're done with season one. And it will be in your lug holes for your listening enjoyment. Yeah, um, and, and just to circle back to uh, um, uh, S- the SJP Wrestling Podcast uh, coming to Radio Techers, it's been absolutely so well received. You, you guys and, and gals have, uh, have really uh, bumped those numbers, and it, it's done so so well uh, in terms of uh, views and listens. We, we, we as a team at Radio Tech and an awful well Simon does absolutely appreciate that. He he messaged me uh, with the numbers, and he was absolutely beaming with pride. And, and <laughs> I was, he, yeah, he I you absolutely deserve deserve to be uh, beaming because it was uh, a great show, and I'm glad it's back. No, I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. So um, it was very. I was concerned as to whether it would actually do all right, whether anyone's going to listen or just be me shouting into the abyss. But yeah, I'm really happy and uh, I've quite a bit of positive feedback from people. So yeah, hopefully I can uh, keep that up and people can continue to enjoy the show. As I hope you all continue to enjoy Chain Wrestling Live. It's an absolute joy bringing you this show, even when I'm getting picked on in the chat with my good buddy Benny there, booing me. <laughs> booing me? Is he booing me or he's just saying boo to try and make me jump? <laughs> Do you know what that is about? That's uh, Benny jumping in at the end. Benny must pause. Ah, there we go. The Hulk Hogan of the Radio Techers crew, <laughs> Benny Mack is here to come in, steal the glory at the last minute from like 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 stealing the glory from Randy Savage at WrestleMania four five, Warrior at six. <laughs> Well, let me tell you something, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Benny, it's good to see you, my friend. Hope you're feeling good. And we'll, uh, we'll sort out getting those last couple of episodes done ASAP. Okay. Uh, you can find me at SJP Words. You can find him at Podfather Mags. You can find the show at Chain underscore Wrestling on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so, so much for joining us again. Um, wait for the audio to come out this week. Have a listen to that too. Why not? We're fantastic. Put it on repeat. Have it in the car. Have it in the bath. Play it on a loop whilst you sleep. It'll be worth it. I'm off now to go and buy Magsy some Mad Dog 2020. Mags, I'll see you next week, my friend. See you next week. Bye-bye. Hello, brother! This 
Texas NWA WCW Enhancement Talent, Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cy Mag and Chain Wrestling Brother, runs wild on you? Hey! 